Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Hey everyone, it's Kevin David Thomas. And Robert W. Schneider. Welcome to our Throwback Thursday, My Favorite Things. Happy Throwback Thursday. Huzzah! Huzzah. Boy, you love those royal proclamations. (laughs) I do. Huzzah! (laughs) That's right, I do know those a lot. I love it. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. I, I, and, and there was, I just had my favorite moment with Kevin a minute ago. Uh, I was in the kitchen and I said, Kevin, do you want cookies? And he's like, no, not really. I don't want cookies. And I brought out the, co- <laughs> the Royal Danish cookies. And when he's like, I don't want, woo, these are my favorite. <laughs> we went real fast it on that so one. so true. That was a fat, that was yeah. a Sybil moment. That was great. I just love those cheap cookies in the tin that you get at CVS so everyone can picture them. The, yeah, so once again, on I the record, like, in fact, I'm gonna Kevin said, right the now. cheap cookies you get at CVS. <laughs> The man is a guest in my home. And he literally said, I like the cheap cookies you, you know get at I mean? CVS. Well, I love the shirt you got at the shelter. What else to say to you? Sorry that my oh. Danish cookies oh. that I got for $5 don't They're meet your, your palate's pleasure. They're my favorite, though. You like slumming, do we? <laughs> you like coming down, seeing how the other half lives? You know what I heard no, yesterday? Good. I didn't know this. So I'm a big Lucille Ball fan. You are, too, right? You like Lucy? Oh. Like Lucy, love Lucy. No, maybe I'm making that up. I strongly like. Strongly like. Mm-hmm. I don't know as many as you do. Well, I, I was somebody was. I was talking to an agent friend of mine, and I was saying to him, I was like, "Ah, oh, boy, this was really bad." And he goes, "How bad? Like bad, bad, or stone pillow bad?" And I was like, "What does stone pillow yeah, bad mean? mean?" I'm like, "I've never heard that before." And he goes, "You've never heard stone pillow?" I was like, "No." Apparently, in the uh-huh. 1980s, Lucille Ball, musical comedy star of Wildcat, yeah. did a television movie. It was friend her last movie ever, friend of Jim Brochu, called yeah. Stone Pillow, huh. in which Lucy played a homeless woman named Flora Bell. Huh. And uh, he's like, he's known as being the worst TV movie ever made. <laughs> so he goes, in my day, when people had said things were bad, you would go, how bad? Like, bad, bad, or Stone Pillow bad? Oh, that's funny. And I was like, that's that. No. So it's, the whole movie's on YouTube. Is and it? I watched it last night. Did you? It's really bad. No, like it's really bad or like stone pillow bad. <laughs> well, first of all, Lucy, it's one of those 80s movies that the idea was that Lucy was homeless. She was living on the streets of New York mm-hmm. and the only and, and she was assigned like a social worker. And the social worker in, in pure 80s fashion says, you yeah. know, Lucy or Pr- Flora Bell, I was going to call her Pretty Bell, you know, Pretty <laughs> Bell. You know, Flora Bell, she goes, the only, you could stop being homeless. You just need to get some nice clothes and take a shower and you can get a job. Oh, and oh, that was the whole wow. message of the movie. Wow. But the best part is Lucy's pretty bad in it. And I love Lucille Ball, but they put her in this big purple coat so she looks like Grimace. Yep. She has gray in her hair. Grimace. And every scene you see her in, she's just looking at people going, stay off my corner. Because oh, at this point, she, had, she wasn't yeah. like, her voice was like smokers filled. Oh, no. But every scene, no matter what's going on, how you doing, Flora Bell? Stay off my corner. <laughs> Where's Viv? What? So... Hey, you got a favorite thing? I'm sure I do. What I have, is it? I have a person slash clip. Slash, oh my gosh! Slash, um, uh, yeah. Just uh, you type this into YouTube, everybody. Barbara Harris, 1967 Tony Awards. <laughs> this oh is her God. performance in the Apple Tree. 
And I just, I just feel like it needs to be discussed a little bit. I, I will be honest with you. Yeah. If you're listening to us, pause us right now. I think you have to pause us for a second. <laughs> you have to watch the clip to see exactly what we're talking about. Yeah, just and then come back your, and join us. Just go to your YouTube and just watch the, it's like five, six minutes long. It's the yeah. shortest thing ever. Yeah, it's just two little scenes. So just go ahead and do that right now. Welcome back. <laughs> so now that you've watched it, I just want to just talk about a couple things that go on in this. Now, Barbara Harris, as you know now, especially now, is quite a, was a really funny musical comedy actress. Yeah, great. Of which she did not do many. No, in the 70s, she got picked up for film. And yes. she did a lot of film lot in of the film. 70s. And, didn't, and became kind of, one might say, allegedly a little reclusive. Didn't, doesn't do a lot of interviews. Yeah, and like, no, she withdrew from... Um, yeah. The, the public spotlight yeah. in the 80s, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but still with us. I mean, Oh, still very much alive, yeah. Um, but so she originated like an improv and stuff like that and was good at... She was in part of the Second City, you know, one of the first companies of Second City that came to New yeah. York. And uh, anyway, so what I, this is the things I love about this this clip, okay? Just some, some ideas and maybe some things that perhaps you looked at and we'll look at again. So I love that. So the whole beginning part... She has that like she's got like a cold, so her her nose is stuffed up. Yes, because in the song "Gorgeous," you finally understand, which is the song she sings later on, that when she's like, "Oh, I'm see, I'm not stuffy." Which when you sing that song out of context, you're like, "What are you What are you talking about? You're yeah. not stuffy." I don't understand why you would be saying that at all. Chimneys. But so you see her like, Chimneys. and she it's it's very funny. Uh, she's. I, I enjoy her little. She goes out of her house. She tells your dreams. She's like this chimney sweep, you guys, and she's in like she's it's all Cinderella. Yeah, it's like Cinderella. Yes, and she's Passionella in this, yes. and she dreams of being a movie star. Uh, and she's all dirty and stuff. And I love that when she goes for a quick change, clearly behind the set, but then her stunt double, her like double comes out. But there's like a little dialogue, so like she has to like lip sync to it. She's like totally like mouthing the words. And you know that it's on TV, so you can tell that it's kind of like but you you just go with it because it's theater, right? So it's it like It doesn't you know, look no like big, Barbara Harris. No big deal. Yeah. It's actually Leslie Uggams. And, <laughs> and then there's a big flash and she comes out in her new outfit with Complete like 1960s brassiere with like pointed, I mean, full on pointed big like bosoms. Ma- think of Madonna. Remember when Madonna yes. wore the cones? Totally. And now she's the movie star of her dreams. And Passionella, not Passionella, Madonna. Yes, Passionella. <laughs> and then she sings Gorgeous. And um, it, it's, it's amazing and it's funny. Like she's, I get her comedy so much. Like her physical comedy is a lesson. I have seen that song maybe, what, 900 times in auditions and in real life. Yeah. Nobody will ever sing it as funny or as well as Barbara Harris. Like when she does the prances across the stage. It's amazing. Because she's so clearly not comfortable in her body, but yet... She's like, look at me! Like it. Oh, really that's is my like... favorite when she sees how big her breasts are for the first time. <laughs> and then the most, the coup de grace of the clip, of course, as you know, and friends, I, I would like you to notice this when you listen to it again. Notice how, like, the very last note <laughs> is this like high soprano uh, D above high C. So it, it is a is a really high soprano. She she this voice seemingly out of nowhere <laughs> goes up, hits it, portamentos and then at the very end though she attacks the note again full on growl slash belt slash like only the way that she does it uh, and she's so anyway there was an offstage singer that sang for that clip um, do you know did they do that in the show yeah, uh, yeah that yeah. was like a bit although in um, 
when they did the revival with Christian Chenoweth, she could actually Obviously, do yes. it. So, and every girl that I've ever played it for now thinks is convinced they can do it. Yes. Yeah, and, and some when, I've heard definitely can, but I didn't see that production. Yeah. <laughs> Which production did you? <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah, fascinating little clip, uh, and uh, she more than anything. It started with the clip, and then I just became so completely fascinated with her. And well, um, she, as an actress, yeah, and that like she, she did that, and she did um, uh, Bell's uh, no, no on a clear, uh, on a clear day you can see forever, yeah. um, and that's it for musicals. For musicals, and then in the seventies, so, she got picked up for film, and she was in um, so many great things. Oh, she was like in Freaky Friday. Oh, she's the mom in Freaky. Yeah, that's Peggy how you Sue might know her. She's Peggy the mom Sue in Freaky married, Friday. Peggy but Sue. A thousand clowns. I remember her. Poor dead, poor dead. Nashville. If anyone ever out there has seen Robert Altman's Nashville, she's the country. She's the the, the housewife at the end who sings the country song. Which, she's the, which goes like uh, like how how does that song? That go? you know what I'm not as good with film music <laughs> as I am TV music. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, that's right. I, but thank you once again. Besides the cookies for pointing out another <laughs> shortcoming in my apartment. One, I have no film knowledge. And two, oh I serve cheap-ass cookies to my guests. I'm learning so much about myself and Barbara Harris today. <laughs> Those are the cookies. Yeah, no, Na- she was in um, Nashville. She's in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. But you the movie. just would have thought that, yes, and that's, and, and she's known You know what that, she's great at? Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just surprised that she never did a- another musical again. I'm wondering if she ever got offered, because I, what, I what I had heard, and I don't think Alleged. it's like a big, allegedly, but I don't think it's a big secret, is that she was not very happy uh. doing those. That. Yeah, I even read I, I read that somewhere that she actually was like um, she she said that when she first got a, a one of the call I read this in an interview that she li- li- allegedly had walked out of South Pacific when she saw it she'd even stay for the second act oh, she, wow. she did not love musicals like I read that in one of the articles actually about how her. fascinating but she I'm, won a Tony Award for it did you see that speech because that's bizarre no oh you've never seen that no well she first of all she wa- they call her name and she walks like a zombie. From her seat to the stage. Uh-huh. Like, it looks like she's... I, I don't think she is, but it looks like she's on something. Uh-huh. And as she's about to talk, a guy who nobody knew ran out on stage, a, a, a random person, and kissed her on the cheek and then ran away. It was some guy who, like, broke into the theater that wanted to be on TV. Oh, my God. So it's it's very bizarre. The whole thing's Jeez. very bizarre. I love her in a movie... I'll move on in a second, but I love her in a movie called The Seduction of Joe Tynan, which is... It's Alan Alda... And Meryl Streep, in like one of her first film roles, Meryl, Alan Alda is this senator. Wow. And he, Meryl Streep is his mistress, but his wife back home is Barbara Harris. And they were in Apple Tree together, Alan Alda yeah. and Barbara Harris. Yeah. And then he put her in this movie. It's really, really a great movie, and it's not seen a lot anymore. But she's wonderful in that as the wife who finds out she's wow. being cheated on. Do you remember when I thought Barbara Harris was Shelley Duvall? <laughs> Earlier today we I talked did. about her. And, Shelley, and, and I was like, well, Barbara Harris, they found her living under a porch. <laughs> Which I still want to look up. And it wasn't her. It was Shelley Duvall. Oh, gosh. You're killing it's me. Truth. I'm, that's, that's, that, hey, I read that in the Inquirer. The National Enquirer. So what Enquirer. is your... Uh, what do you got for me today? Oh, you know what mine is today? Mine's a movie. Oh, goody. A documentary. Oh. One of our first guests... Our, our first guest was Randy Graff. Yeah. Uh, and Randy Graff, best known for City of Angels and all these other wonderful musicals, in 1995 <gasps> did a play. The play was called Moon Over Buffalo... It was written by Ken Ludwig, fresh off of the successes of Crazy for You and Lend Me a Tenor. And it was going to bring back to this Broadway stage after 30 years the queen of comedy herself, Miss Carol Burnett. I mean, it's hit written all over it. Hit. What could go wrong? Yeah. Um, 
there were two documentarians, the Penny Bakers, oh. um, and they asked if they could film the process from first rehearsal to closing night of Moon Over Buffalo and capture Carol Burnett's return to the stage. So it's a documentary documenting how a play goes to Broadway. Mm-hmm. And the documentary is called Moon Over Broadway. Let's see what Not they did Moon there. Moon Over Buffalo. You see what they did there? Moon Rob? Over Broadway. That's funny. And the Penny Bakers are allowed unlimited access. They are gr- I, which is mu- crazy to me for a new play like Okay, so think think about you know what, what I mean? they're All being these allowed access to. They're being allowed access to a big television star's first return to Broadway. Oof, the right? pressure, the pressure. Ken Ludwig, who is making a, who, who's just come off these two big hits, right. is the third one going to be as successful? Right. Right? Tom Moore's the director. Big director who did Grease and Night Mother, right? Oh, yeah. So this, Philip Bosco. So all of these big names are all coming together for this thing. And to say to them, you can have unfettered access. Now, here's where it gets really good. Documentary is great. It really is. And you see the backstage goings on and the dealings and the fights. Yeah. And a playwright who's never there and a director who doesn't have a grasp of the play and actors of a star magnitude. And they're just observing, not commenting. Like, you really can just capture all of that by the... Wow. Now, here's where it gets really good. You can watch the documentary. You need to watch the director's commentary on the documentary. Because not only is it the director, the Penny Bakers... They also get Carol Burnett's reaction, Randy, um, Philip Bosco, Ken Ludwig, Tom Moore. What? So imagine you're watching a documentary about yourself, Kevin, and there are people on there talking about you and how much they hate you. Oh, my God. That's amazing. And so for the first time, all of these people are hearing in the commentary what other people are saying about them and their immediate responses on the spot. Wow. It's like a meta documentary. It's meta. <laughs> um, but it's called Moon Over Broadway. Oh, that's really It's cool. really wonderful. And after you watch it, listen to our interview with Randy Graff. Yeah, she did. Because Randy throws some light onto some things which in the movie you might be confused about and randy i think clarifies them really well i mean the idea the idea was that they wanted carol burnett for the play but it wasn't a carol burnett role and they kept trying to like really alter who carol burnett was as a personality as an actress to get her to this role was like you should have just hired somebody else like philip bosco has promised he's the lead and Carol Burnett's going to support oh, him, right. and that's not the case. It's a really and it's fascinating to watch how this process comes together. Right at such a high stakes level, too. Yeah, I just can't believe they had such access to everything. That's access to everything. I don't wild. think. And there's a great fight between the director and Philip Bosco, and they just uh, go at it with each other, damn. and it's it's wonderful. Well, it's really it gives you a lot of access into how a show well, gets really on. Cool. Wow, Moon Over Broadway. Moon Over Broadway, directed by the Penny Bakers. Yeah. Penny Bakers are probably... They sound familiar to me. They're yeah. most known... They're best known for uh, The War Room, that documentary about the Bill Clinton campaign. Oh, right. But they also did that company cast recording documentary where they recorded the company that's, recording. That's what it is. And yes. you see Elaine Stritch's famous I'm Just Screaming breakdown. Yes. Uh, but, the, yeah, the Penny Bakers yeah. did that. It's that's good. That's cool. That's really cool. So, Moon Over Broadway for me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, check out Barbara Harris, 1967 Tony Awards. The Apple Tree. Oh, man, good I'll, stuff. And keep an eye out for her acceptance speech, because that, I think, gives yeah, you a Yeah, I'm actually going to look that up right who now. Who Miss Harris is as an actress. All right, till next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. 
Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens, bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise. <laughs> 